0: God bless you all. You heard my decision. I'm going to speak without an interpreter. Everybody living in Britain should at least try. Try. I say try to speak English. Well time is running and I have to go to the airport within one hour and 25 minutes so we just love to share God's word with you I'm not a famous speaker but I do have a call a direct call from the Lord and this ministry God of heaven has given to me is mainly to share the promised word of God for this day to let you know that this book contains the whole plan of redemption from beginning to the end. In fact, in the last chapters of the book of Revelation, we read about the new heaven and the new earth. And beloved, looking back into church history, just the last 500 years when the Reformation broke forth, from that time there was revival after revival. And in each revival, God's people were brought closer and closer to the Scriptures, deeper and deeper into the truth. Martin Luther emphasized justification. John Wesley emphasized sanctification. And especially 100 years ago, when the Pentecostal revival broke forth, the emphasis was on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But we have to go a little further than that. We not only go back to 1906, Los Angeles, as is the street, or coming to Britain, to Wales, the mighty revival, the Jeffrey Brothers, and whomever God has used. We have to be truthful with you. And we have to go back to May the 7th, 1946. When the God of heaven, The God of heaven was pleased to call his servant William Bannon directly, directly as Moses and all the prophets were called, they knew the day and every word of the commission he received. It was so with the Apostle Paul. He knew where it happened what his commission was and also what his ministry had to be. In the same way, and I'm not asking you to forgive me, no, I will not apologize for what God has done. William Brennan was told on June the 11th, 1933 in the presence of about 4,000 people, when he was to baptize the seventeenth person in the river, he prayed, O God in heaven, as I baptize in water, will you baptize with the Holy Ghost in fire? Just then the supernatural light and the formation of a pillar of fire, mainly light came down. And from that light the voice said as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, you are sent with the message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. If I now make the remark, if I now make the remark that people who do not know Of what God has done in our time, I just have to say, beloved, you're sitting in the wrong boat. If you have not heard what God has promised for our day, what God has done in our day, are you living in the past? Are you looking to the future? Or do you live in the presence of God? I could come here. I I could come here and present myself as a man of God. I tell you, I've been to over 130 countries. I've preached in 12 Islamic countries. <laughs> I could tell you many things, but that's not the reason I'm here. I have a divine commission to share the true word of God. The true word of God. Not parts of the word, not interpretations of the word, but the original word of God, which is the true saint. God's word is the original seed. And in every seed there is a germ of life. But the seed must be sown first into the ground before the germ of life that is in the seed can come up. Not a philosophy about the seed, but the seed must be sown into the ground, then the rain comes and the sun shines and the seed dies and only when the seed dies the germ of life that is in the seed comes out. That is why our Lord said in John chapter 12 If the grain of wheat does not fall into the ground and die, it remains alone. But when it dies, when it dies, it comes forth and multiplies again. And this is precisely what happens. When the Son of God died, he was the seed promised from the Garden of Eden. Genesis 3 verse 15. All through the Old Testament, he was that promised saved. And suddenly, the promises became a reality and those who received him received eternal life. Beloved Friends, Brothers and Sisters, Eternity is very long. We must have eternal life to live eternally. Amen. There's no eternal life in any religion, not even the Christian religion. The Bible says, He that hangs the Son of God, has eternal life. There's only one who hangs eternal life, that's it, eternal God, and the God of heaven was manifested in Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and therefore eternal life came to us. And God's way to us is our way to God. So Jesus Christ became the way, the truth, and the life and in Him the son of God. If we receive the same word, then we, as I said, die with Christ and the life that is in the word comes out. By the way, that is how the son of God was born. The word of promise was given to Mary and she believed that word given to her and that was the moment the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and that was the way the word became flesh and dwelt among us and the Son of God was born. In the same way we meet the new verse and the new verse does not come because the sun shines the rain falls the new birth comes when the original seed of the word is placed in our soul and then the rain comes of course and the sun shines and the new birth takes place i just wish to share these respective scriptures with you it's matthew 13 18 to 23 in its mark chapter 4 You can read from verse 13 in verse 14 it says the sower sowers the word and if you go to Luke chapter 8 Luke chapter 8 it is a similar utterance from the lips of our Lord, Luke chapter 8, verse 11, now the parable is this, this seed is the word of God, but now, to mention chapter 13, and you will see, that the true seed, which comes out, are the children of the kingdom of God, the seed does not remain the seed, the seed reproduces itself and I read it to you in Matthew chapter 13 verse 30, 37 and 38 He answered and said unto them He that soweth a good seed is the son of man the field is the world the good seed are the children of the kingdom. First it's the Word and when the Word is sown and comes up in you you are born again and then the seed are the children of the kingdom. Beloved, the return of Jesus Christ is imminent The signs of the time speak a very, very clear and loud language. Whether you read in the Old Testament or New Testament, especially Daniel chapter two, speaking about the four world empires, and he was interested to know about the last one, the fourth one, and also about or in Daniel chapter 7, especially verse 23, and the other verses. And we see now the old Roman Empire coming up, and all the other powers diminish more and more and more, and we say what is actually taking place and what's going on in the political and also in the religious world. It's the time of uniting. I don't know whether you read or paid any attention to it. But in January this year, there were, were the meetings of the World Council of Churches in Brazil. 347 denominations joining in the World Council of Churches. 347 everyone interpreting the Bible in a different way and this shows on to us the absolute necessity to forget every interpretation, forget every denomination, forget everything that is not in accordance with the Word of God and return to the original Word of the living God. For all interpretations shall vanish. And shall be no more the biggest problem is this that in the word of God is life and in every interpretation is the poison of the enemy and that is the big problem God watches over his word to fulfill what he said my question what are the promises for the church before the return of Christ. In general, you can read Matthew twenty-four, where our Lord predicted the things which would take place about wars, rumours of war, earthquakes and all these different things. This is happening in false prophets and false Christs and they're immense, you have got everything right now that the Lord foretold, but there's a main promise, a main promise in God's Word. And I don't want anyone to interpret that promise, but to believe that promise. In the prophet Malachi, in the prophet Malachi, we have Especially the two chapters. We have chapter 3, which speaks about the time of the first coming of our Lord, about John the
1: Baptist's
0: ministry to prepare the way of the Lord, to make straight the way for our God. Two promises were fulfilled. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 and Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 and in the New Testament in Mark chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 you find these two scriptures from the Old Testament the name of God in the New Testament showing how the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ was according to the words spoken by God himself through the lips of the prophets. Now we have reached again a prophetic age. And if you read in Second Peter chapter one, you can read from verse sixteen, especially verse nineteen, we have the more sure word of prophecy. In Bible prophecy must not be interpreted by the prophecy must be watched as it is coming to fulfillment as i said there are many things pertaining to the end time matthew 24 mark 13 luke 17 many of these chapters speak about the end time then you can read 1 Timothy chapter 4 where the Apostle Paul looks towards the end of time and says how things will be. 2 Timothy chapter 3 tells us what will be. 2 Peter chapter 3 is also very important because there the men of God say, in the last days this suffers' will ask, where is the promise of his return? Everything remains the way it has been and that's way it's going to be The question is in 2nd Peter 3 Where is the promise of his return? The scoffers are asking In John chapter 14 verse 1 to 3 Our Lord made the promise I go to prepare the place Then I will return and I will take you to be where I am, coming to the main point in Malachi chapter 4, verse 1 we read about the day of the Lord, for behold the day cometh that shall burn like an oven. Verse 5 and 6, behold I send you Elijah the prophet. Before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. I wish to draw your attention to Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 17, just giving the first part. Just the first part of that verse from Malachi chapter 4. Luke 1 verse 17 about John the Baptist. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the lord the second part to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers was not there and therefore we have to understand that the second part has to be fulfilled precisely in the connection it was given namely Before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes, before the sun is turned into darkness and the moon into blood, before all the prophecies from Isaiah chapter 13, from verse 6, from Jude chapter 2 and all zephaniah chapter 2 and all the prophecies and promises are being fulfilled even to go to the new testament 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 1 to 5 the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse 8 the, Lord, the day of the Lord will come and all things will burn with fervent heat so before the day of the Lord comes if you read Revelation chapter 6 it's in the sixth seal when the sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood but here is the thing if you don't care it's up to you. I would if I were you. We must know the promised word for this day. Otherwise, we're wasting your time. And you're wasting your time. I don't order you to waste my time. And I'm not here to waste your time. You know what I usually say? Or well, sometimes. If I don't see you again. at the moment when the Lord returns I have to pay all the expenses you hands while coming to the meetings to hear the word of God and I mean it but the big problem is if I am raptured and you are left behind I will not be here to pay the expenses your hands to come to the meetings for me it is, it is a divine must to know the Lord personally to have fellowship with Him to know His promised word for this day not to just sing and have the music. No, 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 no we must be brought up to date in the kingdom of God I live now, I must know the will of God now so, coming back to this promise here in the Old Testament, and by the way there is such a tremendous harmony between Old and New Testament. It is just amazing. If Dr. Larkin counted right where 845 times made mention in the New Testament of the Old Testament. 845 times in the New Testament you find reference to the Old Testament. Because the Old Testament, God used the prophets to foretell how and what will be. And then in the New Testament, these men of God showed how the, all these promises were fulfilled. By the way, if the same person counted right, one hundred and nine prophecies, were fulfilled at the first coming of Christ. That's quite a number. But the scribes, the teachers of that day, were bound in their own interpretations. And they missed the day of God's visitation. And the Lord came to his own, and his own received him not. But the few, that received him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. Now beloved, just to make it very brief, if the concern is the first coming of Christ and the ministry of John the Baptist, always the word prepare, 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 is being used. Isaiah chapter 40 verse three, Malachi three verse one, Matthew 11, verse 10, Mark 1, 1 to 3, Luke one seventeen, Luke one seventy six, Luke 3, 3 and 4. Always the word prepare, prepare. Now, when our time has come and it's right with us, the word restore is being used restore, restore He shall restore He will turn the hearts not the heads, not the heads the hearts He will turn the hearts the hearts back to God again in Matthew 17 and I read it so everybody knows it's in the Holy Scriptures in Matthew 17 When our Lord and three of His disciples were on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appeared. And then, in verse 10, when they came down from the mountain, the question was, Why then say, describes, that Elijah must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall first come and restore, restore all things. Mark chapter 9 verse 12, And I trust, I trust that the word of God as a slave is sown into your hearts. Mark chapter 9 verse 12 and he answered and told them Elijah verily cometh first and restores all things. Our Lord confirmed the ministry of John the Baptist as already in the past and he confirms the future ministry in the same way. So please don't listen to any interpretation that all is over, all is finished, but place everything in the right connection, in the right context, according to the plan of salvation. This is very important and you might know a teaching ministry is different from a prophetic ministry. A prophet can say many things, but a teacher must place them according to the plan of salvation. So we understand restoration. I read a few scriptures to you from the Old and the New Testament. With the prophet Isaiah, we shall start the prophet Isaiah with his 66 chapters he gave us a very good insight into the whole plan of salvation right to the new heaven and the new earth in Isaiah chapter 42 speaking about our Lord as servants he says here in verse 7 Isaiah chapter 42 verse 7 to open the blind eyes, to bring out, of, bring out the prisoners from the prison and those who sit in darkness out of the prison. The big problem is that there's not too much light in the prison cell, in the prison houses. But the time has come. The time has come to take captivity captive and set the prisoners free even right now I hope all our brothers ministers will forgive me but we have to compare the many denominations with... with... you want me to say it? we have to compare can I say that with pain in my heart, where to compare the many denominations with spiritual person-houses. He walks over the flock. They don't want anybody to leave or to have any orientation, just remain. If you're Catholic, they want you to remain Catholic. If you're Orthodox, he wants you to remain Orthodox. If you're Anglican, he wants you to remain. And everybody wants everybody to remain where they are. But our Lord came to save those who are lost. He came to preach liberty. He came to take us out of darkness into the light. And in the same chapter, those who are watching the prison houses, say we don't need the restoration and that's very very peculiar in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 22 but this is a people robbed robbed and spoiled they are all of them snared in holes these are not my words these are the words of almighty God and they are hidden in prison houses They are for a plague, and none delivers for a spoil, and none says restore. Of course, and I'm asking you today, do you know of any charismatic personality to speak about restore? Do you know of any pastor, of any man, of all the TV personalities? And I say this again, please forgive me. And people build their own kingdoms within the kingdom of God this I say again in the name of the Lord this is God's time for God's people to receive divine orientation from the Word of God to know the time we're living in and to know the message God gave unto us now as a message of restoration and preparation for the second coming of Christ very important in Isaiah chapter 49, we read about the day of salvation in comparison to the day of the Lord. Now, we're in the time of grace and according to 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2 The Apostle Paul said this is the day of salvation This is the acceptable time here in Isaiah chapter 49 in verse eight, we read, "Thus says the Lord: In the acceptable time have I heard thee; in the day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee and give thee for a light to the Gentiles, or to the people." In the same prophet Isaiah. Chapter 4, Chapter 58. We read, and this is very important to all of us. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 12. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repairer of the bridge the restorer of the past to drinking. in what promises in God's holy words in one way we read no one in all the prisons speaks about restore But God said, I will restore to the prophet Julia, I will restore unto you all the years that were lost. And here we read about the foundations of many generations. Beloved brothers and sisters, dear friends, especially Muslim brethren, the time has come not to take one scripture, but to take every scripture pertaining to a biblical subject. If I tell you today that God's word is being misunderstood, absolutely misunderstood, misinterpreted from Genesis chapter one, verse one to the last chapter and the last verse. They have nothing but interpretations. They go right to Genesis one three-six. Let us make me instead of going to Genesis 11, verse 7. Let us go down instead of going further to Isaiah chapter 6 and then continue from verse 1 to verse 6. Who will go for us? Brothers and sisters, the time is come. One of the other most misunderstood scriptures is Matthew. 28 when our lord said it, giving the commandments the last commission going to all the world teach all nations baptizing them into the name 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 what is the name of father and holy ghost before i can baptize according to the commission i must know the name peter knew the name paul knew the name philip knew the name so you have to take Matthew 28 to Mark 16 you have to go from Mark 16 to Luke 24 you have to go from Luke 24 to John chapter 20 from verse 21 our Lord said as the Father has sent me so send I you and then verse 23 to whom You remit sins, they will be remitted. To whom you return, they will be returned. How did Peter remit sins? Did he have an office? How did he remit sins? He preached the forgiveness of sins. And those who believe received the forgiveness of sins. You can go from chapter to chapter. Why do I say this? I say this because we have to be the repairers of the breach, where to put the old foundations back in their place just like the Jews when they rebuilt the temple under Zerubbabel in Ezra and Nehemiah they went back to the promised land they took all that was there left and found the old foundations and then they built on the same foundation. The second temple was built on the same foundation, same measurements, everything the same. The third one will be in the same way. Beloved brothers, Our Lord is coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. Our Lord is coming for a church, the church of the firstborn. Those who are led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Scripture says, I can read it to you in Romans. That they who are led by the Holy Spirit. They are the true children of God. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will go into the kingdom of God. There is a certain way. And obedience, obedience, beloved, let me say this again with humility. It was disbelief and disobedience that caused the whole problem in the Garden of Eden and the disobedience and disbelief came when Eve lent her ear to what the serpent had to say in Genesis 3:16, I mean 2 16 our Lord spoke to Adam gave the clear commandment for all trees you may eat but not from this one the serpent in Genesis 3 1 added one word did God say, you must not, the word not was added to what God said in Genesis 2, verse 16. And evil was all yeah, Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it? What was it? There was a bite of the serpent. There was a poison of the serpent. Up to that time, we would have never known about death, sickness or anything. People were living in the presence of Almighty God, obeying, and the Lord came in the evening time to have fellowship with Adam and Eve. But then the enemy came and drew the attention of that dear woman, and then after she heard and believed, it was too late. Beloved brothers and sisters, the time has come to make a distinction between the original word of God and all the interpretations. We have to say God's word remains the truth and there is life in God's word and there is death in every interpretation. Just as we mentioned about the Great Commission it is so with every bible teaching with every bible subject you can never build upon one scripture you must go from scripture to scripture to have a balanced understanding of what God actually means because if not you just repeat let's say you repeat Matthew 28 but Matthew 28 was not given for repetition. Matthew 28 is a it commission. It's a commission. Now I baptize you in the name of God. Forget it. No, just forget it. No. You go to Acts 38. You go to Acts 8, verse 15, 16, and 17. You go to Acts 10 verse 48 you go to acts 19 verse 5 and 6 and all were baptized in the name of the lord jesus christ Amen. when our lord said father glorify thy name when he said in john 17 keep them in thy name which thou hast given unto me Amen. we have to take all the scriptures which speak about the name about the name Thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Here it is. The apostles were taught by the Lord 40 days after the resurrection. 40 days. And then the outpouring. You can find it in Acts chapter 1 that the Lord spent forty days with his disciples teaching them the things of the kingdom of God and then the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to flesh And the first sermon was Christian. Let me tell you today, minister or not, the last sermon must be as the first was. In the Total Restoration all things must return to where they were 2000 years ago when the New Testament Church came into being. Away from all Catholic traditions. What do I have to do with the Catholic tradition? I can prove from church history books internationally that all until the 3rd century were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by one immersion but then the debate came up, the debate came up, is God one, is God three? i don't need a debate about god i need to to accept Amen. that the invisible god manifested himself Amen. in the old testament we understand if you have a look into eternity even first timothy 1 17, 2 timothy 6 16 no one has seen God at any time because God is spirit and dwells in a light where no one has access to but at the beginning the God the invisible whose Spirit came came into a visible form of appearance walking in the Garden of Eden, creating man in his own image. That was not another person, that was the same person manifested in a visible form of appearance. And also the Old Testament, the Lord God revealed himself to the prophets. Every prophet knew God personally. Every prophet heard the voice of the Lord personally. It was not by hearsay. He was by thus says the Lord. So we say, all through the Old Testament, He was the great I Am. The Logos. The Word that came out of God, from the fullness of God, at the beginning. And when the time was fulfilled, that Word, the Logos, the One who spoke, who spoke all things in the distance. Because, Him. Here is the point, because the Lord God had created man so man could fall, so man could make the wrong decision and fall. He had to take the responsibility for the redemption. He could not say, well we have done this, okay, I don't see you anymore, no. Because God created man with a free will, he knew, he knew because he knows all things that man would make the wrong decision and therefore the plan of salvation is from back in eternity. God didn't plan in time, I mean during the time, God planned for eternity. You can read it in Ephesians chapter 1. We already were foreordained and chosen from before the foundation of the world, So our Lord could say before Abraham was, I am. In the Old Testament he was not yet the son. And by the way, beloved brothers and sisters, there is not a single conversation recorded in the sacred pages of this book where a father and son had spoken sometime in eternity or through the Old Testament so the 4,000 year period from Adam to christ cross it's never such a story like my son if you would like to go down and you would like to redeem and then I would be happy with you no, 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 no that's in the heads of the people not with God if I would send somebody else to do the redemption I would be a coward I would have to come myself to give redemption, and that's precisely what has happened. But why do I mention these things? I mention these things for one great purpose, that we will come away from all interpretations. And by the way, again forgive me if you can, I'm not to believe what Augustine said, or Hieronymus said, or any of the church fathers said. They did not speak to me. Why should I pay any attention to what they said in the Council of Nicaea, or in the Council of Chalcedon, or Council of Ephesians? Why? No. This is the whole Council of God. This is the whole Council of God. And by the way, if you go into church history, they were all debating and debating, and then dogmas, dogmas were issued. I don't believe a single dogma, and if I say this here, I know it may cost my life one day. But there's not one teaching and not one practice in the Roman church which is biblical, not a single one, not a single one. All is misunderstood. All is misinterpreted. All is misplaced. There's not a single thing in the Roman church which is right. And then, if you look into the Protestant churches, they came out from the Church of Rome. but they've taken the teachings with them, the teachings and the practices with them. I'm here to say, God's time has come, your time for deliverance has come, return to the original foundations, return to the teachings of the Apostles and Prophets, as the Apostle Paul was writing in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20, the church is built upon the Apostles and Prophets. In Acts chapter 2 verse 42, and they remain in the teachings of the Apostles. Beloved, the time has come for us to recognize that this is a prophetic age and that God confirms his word, keeps his promises, and descends through the ministry of Brother Brennan, whom I knew personally for 10 years. I was in his meetings In Germany and in the USA. I've seen the same ministry that our Lord has. When he prayed for a person, God showed him in a vision who the person is, what illness they had, sometimes even the name and the city they came from. If you go to John chapter 1, Philip called Nathaniel And our Lord looked at him and said, "Before Philip called you, I've seen you under the tree." Then Andrew brought his brother Simon, and the Lord looked at him and said, "Your name is Simon." And their father's name is Jonas. The Lord spoke to the woman at the well, and she said, "I have no husbands." He said, "The one you had four, the one you have that now is not your husband." The Lord could say in his prophetic office as son of man, he could say, go into the village and bring the ass and the foal so that Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9 can be fulfilled. He could say, go into the village and tell the man who carries the water in your home. The master will have the Passover and brother brian went back to genesis chapter 18 where our lord had turned his back to the tent and gave abraham the promise in a year from now your wife elizabeth will have a son and then to take the bridge now to our time in to the ministry of our Lord's brothers and sisters, darkness is still upon the people. The time is here that the light of the prophetic scripture in its performance is going to shine. How can it be that so many live now and have no information of a God is done? By the way, 40 years since the going home of Brother Bannon has come and gone, something will have to take place, something will have to take place. The last call is going forth and the main scripture for us from the New Testament is found in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 in reference to the times of refreshing and restitution that God will send, it's Acts chapter 3, verse 17 to 21. I just read 19, 20, 21. Repent therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Check this with Isaiah 28. Verse 12, and you shall send Jesus Christ, who before was preached unto you? Please, please listen to verse 21 about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things come, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the time began Is this the word of God? Is this the promise given unto us? He love it. Don't shake your head. Believe with your heart. Then only if you believe God's word, it will be revealed to you. If you don't believe what God says in his word, you can be a thousand years. And it will never be revealed to you. How and why should God speak to you if you don't believe what he says? If I talk to you and you don't believe me, why should I speak to you? Why should I? Why should I? Beloved, take it seriously. And just as the time is moving on, but um, just to let you know the three main scriptures, the three main scriptures about promises, I just have to leave them with you. Even if I'm late at the airport, they will wait this time. It's in Acts chapter two, Acts chapter two, verse thirty three. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted in heaven received from the Father the promised please remember the promised Holy Spirit. He has shed forth this which ye now see and hear. Please remember the promise of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. Here we shall only read one verse. Verse 8. That is, they who are the children of the flesh these are not the children of god but the children of the promise are counted as the seed here who are back to the seed the word is the seed and the children of the promise believe the promised words and receive the promised holy spirit Everything else can be an anointing, but the anointing is not enough. The Spirit of God must dwell in us. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you, he shall, he that raised up Christ from the dead, shall also give life to your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth, that dwelleth in you. And then we read about the adoption and so forth. Now to the to the word dwellers. Let me read Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 6, also only verse 16, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16, in what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell, I will dwell in them, and I will walk in them, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. they will dwell, I will dwell in them. Our Lord said, when my words abide in you and you abide in mine. He can only be dwelling in you if His word is in you. If His word is not, just forget it. You're playing religion. Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3. Verse eighteen and the scriptures foreseen that God will justify the Gentiles through faith. Preach before Abraham, preach before the gospel unto Abraham. The gospel unto Abraham. It's wonderful. Gospel unto Abraham. In thee, all nations shall be blessed, not only Israel, black and white, wherever we are, whoever we are, all the tribes, all the families of the earth. Are blessed in Jesus Christ it was the seed of Abraham Matthew 1 verse 1 in Galatians 3 verse 14 that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise, the promise, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Then Galatians chapter three, verse 29. If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians chapter four, verse 23. But he who was of the bond woman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise, was by promise. Verse 28, 29, and now brethren, as Isaac was, are the children, we brethren, as Isaac was, the children of promise, spirit of promise, word of promise, children of promise. Verse twenty-nine. Thou is then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit? My brothers, my sisters, it's getting very serious. How was Isaac born after the spirit? Please, please. The scripture says, I read it again, but as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. How was Isaac born after servant? the spirit? The spirit was in that promised word God gave to Abraham. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. You see the connection? First a promise then we believe that promise and we receive it. The word of promise revealed unto us and then the spirit of promise comes upon us and that is then the sealing according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Ephesians 1 13 in whom ye also trusted after ye he heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, after you believed, after you believed, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. How many scratches could we go to and show to you from the Holy Word of Almighty God, that we are now living very, very near to the return of Christ. And in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, our Lord says three times, speaking about the signs of the end time. When you shall see all these things come to pass, then you know, you don't guess, you know, you know, you know know. that the times attend even at the door. And the last promise God gave to Israel was that at the end of days He will gather them into the promised land. Why do the Jews have to return from all the earth into the promised land? Because the two prophets, according to Revelation 11, were prophesied in Jerusalem, in Israel. So all the Jews from 143 countries returned to Israel to be there in the promised land when the promise to them is going to be fulfilled. So the church of the living God, from all nations, from all denominations, must come into the promised word for the hour to have part in what God is going to do right now. And with our beloved brother, I wish all Pakistan would be saved, I wish all Germany would be saved. But I don't want God's children to be lost. I don't want God's children to be lost. And before we can show the way to others, it must be shown unto us. Before we can preach the truth to others, which will set the people free, we must come from all things which have bound us and be free in the Spirit. Beloved, I spoke to you in the name of the Lord. And I said, I said before... I'm not a renowned person, in fact, I have to bear the reproach, but I know in whom I have believed. I know who called me to the ministry. I have a divine commission. I must go from city to city, from country to country, to bring this everlasting gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He does not change, His Word does not change, but we must be changed. And before our bodies can be changed, our heart must be changed, our life must be changed, the inside must be changed, first before the outside can be changed. The inside is changed now when the Lord enters our hearts. And the outside will be changed when He returns to take us home to glory. May the God of heaven bless you. May He be with you. And if I don't see you on earth again, I'm looking forward to see you on that beautiful morning when the Lord, His bridegroom, will come back to take us home. Read Matthew 25 verse 10. They that were ready went in to the marriage and the door was closed. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are we ready? The coming of the Lord is at hand. Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go ye out to meet him. But you know what? It's final. Only the bride will get ready and prepare for the wedding, for the marriage. All the rest in the village, they will continue on like on. Like ever. But if a bride is in that village with a promise of marriage, she gets ready. She has a promise. and So it is. All who are part of the bride of Jesus Christ at this time, they will hear the voice of the bridegroom and they will be prepared. They will be prepared to meet the bridegroom. Really Let us send her a word of prayer and we shall just dedicate our life to the Lord afresh. I'm not even asking you to raise your hands. Just open your hearts and we shall pray together. Our heavenly Father we approach the throne of grace in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank you dear Lord for the precious blood that was shed. You gave your life for us. You shed your blood. And dear Lord, these are people who believed in redemption, in the forgiveness of their sins, in reconciliation. Dear Lord, I pray that your word as a seed is planted into their hearts and that the Spirit of God will come upon each and every one and that the germ of life will come forth. And we are born again, Carry the life of Christ in us. Dear Lord, bless us together. Bless especially my beloved brother and old friend, your minister, Brother Norfolk. And bless all the men and brethren from all nations, from all denominations. Bless us, our brother from Luanda, Angola. And bless all the brothers who came from various countries. Bless your people worldwide. And may the last call go forth. In your holy name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed. In Jesus' holy name.
1: Amen.
0: You may be seated. God bless you. We have to move. God bless you. Sure.